The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN. And they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out the new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, July 26th, currently almost 5 o'clock on the East Coast, here to break down the Wednesday games in the MLB. And joining me to break it down are the young superstars of the show. First, my main man in the Great Lakes area, Noah Phoenix. Noah, how you feeling, buddy? How's it going, Munaf? Doing pretty well. Uh, recording with you guys today instead of going to the party, which is Fire Al Avila night tonight against the <laughs> San Diego Padres. Um, but, Dylan, what happened to your Marquee matchup tomorrow? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I got swindled into buying tickets to see uh, Jacob DeGrom's first game back. And then a few hours after we were done recording, he gets uh, assigned for AAA. One more start, they said. But... I don't know how many more starts do we need to see like <laughs> he has to pitch we haven't seen him in more than a year so i'm itching for his return but it's good to be with you boys today yeah you heard the voice there also joining us is dylan rockford dylan i'm surprised you're not going out there for all three games for between the yankees and the mets despite if uh jacob degrom's going to be out there or not um or it, is it expensive ticket let me ask you I, that I would, yeah that's what i was just going to say it's <laughs> not like going to a tiger game where we could go any <laughs> where we could go any day every ticket even if you're in the nosebleeds it's at least 100 200 and it, it's the whole experience and you got to take the train in it, it's a whole hassle in new york so but yeah, that, it, yeah it's expensive that's an interesting sight to see people taking the subway and you have maybe like what 50 50 split maybe since it is at uh uh over there at city field with with mets fans and yankees fan in the uh in the subways there but it's definitely gonna be a fun series i know it kicks off on tuesday night uh between the yankees and the mets um moon off you're getting called out in the discord by hard flex you put thursday on the title oh did i really <laughs> i don't know why i am thinking thursday i will Try to get that adjusted. I don't know why I'm thinking Thursday, but um, sorry, guys. Uh, we're here for Wednesday, Wednesday games uh, for the MLB action. Uh, I think I came back or back on the pod at the right time because it seems like listening to the past couple pods with Malcolm. They've needed, been great, right? We needed an adult in the room. I don't know what's <laughs> been going on, uh, uh, especially yesterday. What was go- what's going on, guys? Fill me in. I'll let Noah handle this because him, <laughs> him, him, and uh, Malcolm—they went off the rails on a tangent, and I, I just sat back. So, yeah, I mean, you guys gave us the key to the car for the last—I don't know—three uh, episodes or so. It, 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 like me and Malcolm had too much time together. We had the ultimate pen, pen ultimate, and then uh, we had an argument about chips. And yes, crisps. chips and crisps. So that, apparently, they call it crisps. 
like chips here, like Cheetos, Doritos, like we call yeah. it chips. Yeah. But over in like his part of the like Europe, they call it crisps. And then he he his argument was like fish and chips. I I don't eat fish and chips, so I honestly didn't know what to say. To so that. yeah, so chips is actually like French fries, like for us. Yeah, like they yeah. they'll call it chips. So there's a there's a Gordon Ramsay. I think it's called London Grill. I think in Vegas, it's they serve fish and chips. So it's mm. the chips are like it's French fries, but they just call it chips. But I guess I don't know who, who who's the weirdo. Is it is it the European countries or is it us over here in America? <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Um, let's get into the uh, card for the Wednesday games. We have a lot of afternoon games um, on this Wednesday schedule. I think it's what about nine games on schedule that are, um, or I think nine to ten games that have uh, early starts here. So that'll get us through the day tomorrow here on July twenty seventh on Wednesday. Day. Yeah, it is. Um, so let's just dive right into it, guys. First game on the board, it's going to be the NL East uh, division uh, matchup between the Atlanta Braves in Philly. It's going to be a 1235 Eastern start. Charlie Morton, Uncle Charlie on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. Looking at the opening lines for this game, it's going to be Atlanta Braves are a minus 150 favorite. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are plus 130 on the money line. Over under is set at eight and a half. With slight juice towards the over at minus 115. The run line, Atlanta Braves minus one and a half, plus 115. And the Philadelphia Phillies plus one and a half, minus 135. I will um, let you kick this one off, Noah. Yeah, so Charlie Morton on the mound, five and four on the year, four twenty ERA, hundred and twenty-one strikeouts, forty walks, and one hundred and five innings pitched this year. He has a one oh six ERA in his last three road starts. And for Philly, Kyle Gibson goes, he's five and four as well. Four sixty-nine ERA, eighty strikeouts, twenty-nine walks, and one hundred and one point two innings pitched this year. He's a six eighty-seven ERA in July and a twelve ninety-eight ERA in his last two home starts against the Cardinals and the Cubs. Uh, sometimes with a starting pitching like matchup like this, where you like one significantly more than the other, uh, and not a bad idea is to take the first five. But I think the Braves had a, a, a better bullpen than the Phillies as well, so I'm going to go full game money line with the Braves. Um, might be one of those picks that's like a, a unit and a half, depending on what this price is tomorrow morning. Uh, Dylan, what do you got for this game? Yeah, Munoff, I got to go with the home puppy again. I was on the Phillies in game one. I'm on them tonight, and I'm going to back them again tomorrow. I did make the Braves a favorite, but only up to a minus 140. Gibson, he's a little better at home than on the road, and he's faced his Braves team twice this year, and he hasn't done a bad job. Ultimately, for me in this game, I just can't back Uncle Charlie on the road. I think we're getting great value here with the better pitcher in Gibson, in my opinion. So I'm going to be all over the Phillies here. Yeah, Charlie Morton, um, at least this season uh, on the road, uh, has numbers two and three with a 4.59 ERA. Uh, you're right. I don't think that's a picture that I want to get behind, with, especially with an ERA that high um, on the road. Uh, against NL East teams, he's two and two with that ERA is even higher at 5.45. So seems like he's been struggling against divisional opponents um, throughout this season. He did face Philly. Um, back on June 28th in Philly, where he did go five and two thirds, gave up seven hits, two earned runs in that game, did have four walks, but it seems like that the Phillies just weren't able to even capitalize even more with runners in scoring position. But, um, yeah, especially at a dollar fifty price for the Braves and Charlie Moore, and I agree with you, Dylan. I will take the uh, Phillies, uh, 
on the dog price. You're at plus 130 um, against the Braves and uh, Charlie Morton. All right, let's keep it moving here. Gentlemen, next game on the schedule, it's going to be a 110 Eastern start between the San Diego Padres and the Detroit Tigers on the mound for the Padres. It's going to be you, Darvish, um, and on the mound for the Detroit Tigers, it's going to be Tarek Skubal. Currently, the uh, prices are money line minus 130 for the Padres, who are favored on the road here. Home puppy again here, uh, Detroit Tigers plus 110 on the money line, over under set at seven and a half. With juice towards the under at minus 120, run line is minus one and a half, plus 135 for the Padres, and plus one and a half, uh, minus 155 for the uh, Tigers. I'll start here with you, Darvish. Um, you know, this, we've talked a lot about on the pod here, guys, is that he's been a guy that we've Wanted to fade at home. Oh, sorry, fade on the road and, and play on at home. But he's been he's kind of I feel like he's kind of found his form over his last five games here. He's two and one with a 3.55 ERA. He had a great start against uh Dylan's Mets there in his last start on July 22nd, where he went seven innings, gave up four hits, only gave up one earned run in that game. Previous start it was against the Dodgers, where he did get hit um on the road, but uh, I went back and looked at, and again, this is a little bit of historical data because he hasn't faced a Tiger since he was a pitcher for the Texas Rangers. But in his career, again, lineups do change. He's 7-0, and the 3.47 ERA against the Tigers, but his last star was in 2017. I wanted to mention that, but I feel like we can't take a lot away from that because over the poor, past four or five years, lineups change, teams change. So, yep. um, you know, we can't really take a lot away from that. Tark Skubal. Um, you know, he was struggling and he hasn't been the guy that we talked a lot about last season on this podcast, but over his last um, five games, he's two and three with a 4.61 ERA. Uh, his last start against the Oakland A's, he was solid, but it was against the Oakland A's who just aren't a very good offense. Did go six innings in that game, uh, only allowed two hits. Previous start against the Royals, he gave up five earned, sorry, four earned runs. He's given up at least three earned runs in four of his last five starts. And at home this season, three and four with a 4.33 ERA. Um, I'm going to side here with, I think this is a short price here on the uh, San Diego Padres at minus 130. I'm very surprised. I thought it would be more in the 140, 150 range. Um, Noah, you've talked a lot about possibly, and I saw reports on it this morning on Twitter as well, that, and maybe you could expand on this and also give your handicap, is that the Tigers are really ready to give up anybody and everybody on this roster, but uh, why don't you start with the handicap and then uh, get <laughs> Dylan over there? Just Dylan, he doesn't, I want them all. he doesn't give everybody. He was linked to they were linked to Shohei Otani too, and he decides to come on. Uh, no, why don't you give your handicap for the game and then get into uh, maybe some of the roster moves I do expect coming for the Tigers? Uh, I ranted in yesterday's podcast, but I mean, what I will say is I honestly didn't expect it because he seems to be the biggest piece, but. Tarek Skubal was the headline of that Ken Rosenthal article that came out today, and he's pitching tomorrow, and that would be his last start prior to this trade deadline. So, again, there's a couple more of these guys. It's a tryout for the deadline um, just to seem enticing for the rest of the league to go to contender. Um, it's going to be tough seeing him go because he was kind of the one that I was hoping would be the guy that we build around because Mize hasn't looked like – Scooble, I should say. Scooble's yeah. been like the best one of the big three um, for our pitching prospects, but um, not looking pretty over here. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow 
I think I have to ride my guy Scooble. Uh, I think that he okay. goes out there, shoves. If you want to take first five with a dog on the Tigers, go ahead. Um, but me personally, I think our bullpen's pretty dang good. And we lit up this Padres team in game one. That was really surprising to me. This is an offense that's been pretty dead for most of the year. Um, but uh, against you, Darvish, you just don't know what you, Darvish, you're going to yeah. get. So um, I think it's worthy enough to put a nickel or a dime onto the Tigers here. Dylan, what do you got for this game? Yeah, uh, I think it's a low-key pitch, uh, good pitching matchup in this one. I like Scooble, and I mean, obviously, I wouldn't mind if he came, but I do think I do agree with Noah, and I do think I thought they were going to build at least around him because he's honestly, I think, the best player on the team. So I agree with you as well, Moonoff, and I think this is a short price. Like the first game, I made the Padres a minus 140 favorite, so... Uh, I, I'm banking on you, Darvish, to build off that great performance he had against the Mets last start on the road. We'll give you Javi Baez. No, we had oh. him already. Thanks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it, I feel like if he could pitch like that on the road like he did against the Mets, he's going to be extremely hard to hit because we already know how he pitches at home. So the Tigers, they did have a nice win in game one. I think they scored, what, 12 runs now yeah, or something it was 12, like that? 12-4. So, Again, we have to continue to look at that trend of fade teams who who have to travel after Sunday night baseball. So I thought that was a good spot to take the Tigers yesterday. So good good for the Tigers. They got to win. Um, but Scooble isn't as good at home than he is on the road. He's lost his last three starts on the road, and he's given up 14 runs in those three starts. I think the Padres are just a much better team with the better pitcher. So at this short price, I'm with you, Munoff. I got to take the Padres here. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's move it over to the next game of the night or sorry, of the afternoon. I'm sorry. It's going to be the Los Angeles angels in Kansas city to take on the Royals, a two ten Eastern start. Uh, this is going to be uh Jansen junk for the Los Angeles angels, uh, kind of fitting with how this team is performing right now. And Brad <laughs> Keller on the mound for the Kansas city Royals. Um, I do not actually I do see lines on this game. I'm sorry. Uh, so the Royals are a minus 120 home favorite, uh, even money on the money line for the LA angels over under a set at nine in this game, uh, run line minus one and a half plus one sixty for the Kansas city Royals and plus one and a half minus one ninety on the run line for the LA angels. I will let you take this one here. Um, Dylan, yeah, so I said it yesterday. For now, till the sh- till they show us otherwise, we have to fade the Angels. Or if you're going to take them, be very careful in the spots you're backing them. And with that being said, I'm going to take the Royals here on the money line. This is going to be a bullpen game for the Angels with Junk going against the Halos. Brad Keller isn't the best pitcher, but I do think he is better than Mr. Junk. Uh, the Royals, they've won three straight and three of three of uh, the last four games between the Angels. So they might just have the Angels number. I think everybody has the Angels number right now. So I got to back the home team at this short price, minus 120. I made the Royals a minus 135 favorite. So give me the Royals here. Yeah, the only time I'm really backing the Angels is when I see Otani on the mound. Like that's the yeah. only time you're going to see me putting money behind the Angels right now. And I know they got the victory against was it the Braves that they beat uh, the uh, the series finale on Sunday, but I mean this team like had so many high expectations coming into this series. I know this will be probably an off season conversation for us, but it's just going to be interesting to see what the future of this Angels team is going to be because with Otani, pretty much I'm, I'm sure we can all agree he's going to get half a billion dollars in the market. Um, 
from some team and you're going to have to wonder if Mike Trout just wants to play out the rest of his contract, collect the money, or does he actually want to go to a contender to have a chance to win uh, a, a World Series title? But we'll talk about that in the offseason. Noah, what do you got for this game, Angels and Royals? Uh, I'll, I'll keep it nice, short, and sweet with two people. I'm not going to re- repeat most of your analysis. I'll, I'll be taking the Royals in this game as well. It's hard, it's hard to be taking or backing the Angels right now with the way they're going. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that one for sure. All right, guys, let's keep it moving here. The next game on the board, it's going to be uh, a interleague matchup uh, game. I believe it's the yeah, second game of this series. Minnesota Twins in Milwaukee they take on the Brewers, a 210 Eastern start as well. Chris Archer on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Corbin Burns on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Looking at the opening line for this game, I am seeing the Brewers are a minus 180 favorite uh, behind Burns and Plus 155 on the money line for the Minnesota Twins. Over-under is set at 7.5, minus 120 with juice towards the over. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 115 with the Brewers. And plus 1.5, minus 135 for the Minnesota Twins on the run line. Noah, I will let you uh, lead this one off, buddy. Burns versus Archer on the mound. Archer, 2-4 and four this year, 341 ERA, 52 strikeouts, 31 walks, and 66 innings pitched. He has a 272 road ERA this year, and going up against him is Corbin Burns, seven and four with a 220 ERA, 149 strikeouts, which is good for second in the MLB, 31 walks and 118.2 innings pitched. He has a 187 ERA in his last eight starts. Archer doesn't go very deep into this into his games, and uh, with the Tiger or Tigers, geez, with the Twins' rough bullpen, it's easy to say first five under and that's going to be my play for this game and i'll i'll lean brewers and burns for my pick just because um i don't know if i'm willing to give them out on the on the money line at minus 180 but i just don't feel confident that the twins can eat this one out yeah it, for me I, I mean burns is a guy that i really do want to get behind and noah you've been crushing the uh strikeout prop so um i'm not sure if you have the numbers in front of you for how the minnesota twins have been doing uh you know striking out as a team or as of late but uh if you do have that if not uh let me get uh, dylan let me get your handicap on this game and then uh, i'll give mine yeah if i'm not mistaking uh no am i right the brewers are third in the national league or in the league as strikeouts right yeah brewers are one of those teams that i like to yeah. fade for sure. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm the same way. Uh, I love the Brewers here with Burns on the mound. I do agree with the first five under, but I was able to grab a plus 125 with the Brewers on the run line, and that's where I'll go. I think Burns will really be able to limit the Twins from scoring, and Burns' last three games at home, he's only allowed three runs. These two teams are very similar and identical, but I think with the Brewers' ace on the mound, I, I give them the slight advantage. So I, I think they take care of business at home. So give me the nice plus price here at my, plus 125. Yeah, so yeah. Milwaukee is the fifth worst in strikeout rate in the MLB, striking out more than eight and a half times per game. And the Twins, they're 20th in strikeout rate, only eight, just above eight times per game. So uh, the Twins are one, one of those teams that I don't really fade, but Milwaukee is a frequent one that I like to look at. Yeah, I agree with what uh, Dylan, you said there about 
I don't want to lay the minus 180 price on the money line with the uh, Brewers. Maybe if you are a parlay player, this might be a parlay piece for the money line, but I think the value really there also on the run line. We're just still at plus 115 um, for the Milwaukee Brewers here. Chris Archer, he's been surprisingly doing very well this season for the Minnesota Twins, but he just hasn't been going past, like, even he hasn't reached the fifth inning. He's only reached the fifth inning once over his last five starts. It's either been four innings or, or like, four and two thirds uh his last start wasn't a good one against the white Sox, where the twins lost that game 11 nothing he gave up four earned runs in four and two thirds and i think that you know with burns on the mound i think that again with the Cy young gear he's having again for these milwaukee brewers i think that he should be able to contain these bats of the minnesota twins so i might be curious to see what his strikeout props does come out for corbin burns um for this game between the twins and the uh brewers all right, guys, before we keep it moving here, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor and where you can get down on all of these bets that we are telling you about over on WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's bet $50 to, to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, and I know you are because you are listening to this podcast, you have to check out WinBets and their reduced juice in baseball games to make them the best place to bet on MLB. Plus, they have some great promotions going on. We've talked about the ultimate fantasy football experience. If you bet $500 or more on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022, you get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older or present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, gentlemen, let's keep the ball rolling here. The next game in the afternoon, it's going to be the Chicago White Sox uh, in Coors Field in Colorado to take on the Rockies, a 310 Eastern start. Lucas Giolito on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. Antonio Sensatella on the mound for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, Chicago White Sox are a road favorite here of minus 135. Uh, plus 115 on the money line as a home puppy for the Colorado Rockies. Over under set at 11 and a half uh, for the total and the run line minus one and a half plus 110 for the White Sox plus one and a half minus 130 for the um, Colorado Rockies. Giolito, uh, he's kind of been up and down um, over the past couple games here. I've uh, kind of take a look at his overall numbers for the season. Um one second, my computer is kind of lagging here. Giolito, um, he is six and six on the season with a five point one two ERA. Over his last five games, he's two and two with a four point five zero ERA. Uh, Twenty eight innings pitched, fourteen earned runs. He's allowed in that span. On the road this season, uh, four of his six wins have actually come on the road, where he's four and two with a four point two seven ERA. Um, his last start, he did get roughed up by the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, he only went three innings in that game, gave up six earned runs, six earned runs. I'm sorry, um, to the Guardians in that game. And then you talk about uh, uh, Sensatella, and we've talked about him a lot. I feel like every time we're handicapping games, I always get Antonio Sensatella for some reason. But 
uh, on the season, three and five with a 4.98 ERA. Last five games, he's one and two with a 5.25 ERA uh, at home this season. All three of his wins have actually come at home, where he's three and two with a 4.02 ERA. So obviously, we've talked a lot about the Rockies. You know, going back to last season, the season prior, is that Rockies have been one of those teams that you want to back at home um, and not on the road. I think that I feel like I'm in that situation again. I'll get your guys handicap in your second, but I'm not, I don't trust Lucas Giolito completely because he hasn't been very consistent. And I think that, you know, on the road with the Rockies at home, since it's all where he has been better for the Rockies at home, I'm going to back the Rockies here at a plus price at plus 115 on the full game money line. Um, Dylan, I'll kick it to you on this one to get your handicap on this game. White Sox and the Rockies, Giolito and Cincinnati. What do you got? Yeah, give me the White Sox here on the money line. The South Side, they're actually a good ball club uh, when they play on the road. 27 and 21 straight up. The Rockies are back home after losing three or four to the Brewers, but I just don't know if this is a good spot where I want to back the Rockies. I made the White Sox a minus 135 favorite, so I would need a little more plus price to take the Rockies. Lucas Giolito, he's been really good on the road as of late. His last two starts, he's been able to go 12 and a third innings, only gave up one run, so... I think if he's able to stay consistent and keep the momentum going, I think the White Sox have the advantage here. I think they're a better hitting ball club. So I'm going to I'm gonna back the White Sox here on the road. So I think it's a short price. So give me the White Sox. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game? I think <clears throat> Giolito is a guy that's going to be pretty affected by Coors Field with the altitude in the uh, – the lack of drop in some of his pitches, especially that changeup. He's a guy that really relies on his changeup. Um, for me, it's tough because I am a backer of the White Sox and I have been for most of the season. And when Dylan's saying that he made them a good sized favorite, I don't like going against it. Just my gut tells me that the Rockies should be able to see Gilato's ball a little bit better than normally. Um, so, oh, man. I, I, I like the White Sox. I'm going to go with the White Sox. It's it's tough because my gut's telling me not to, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is a tough one. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, the White Sox do have the better offense here, but I don't know. I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to stay with the Rockies here. I don't love it because, again, on this pod, we do try to at least give a lean or pick on every single side, but um, I'm going to stick with the Rockies here uh, as as a home dog here at plus 115. Uh, you guys have anything else for this game? No. Um, nope. All right, let's keep it moving then. Uh, the next game on the board, it is going to be a, another 310 Eastern start, Washington Nationals in L.A. to take on the Dodgers. Uh on the mound is going to be Patrick Corbin for the Washington Nationals and Andrew Haney for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Looking at the opening line for this game, it is going to be the Dodgers are oh, – I don't see a line for this game. Do either of you have a line in front of you for this game? I, I have a line. If Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I see Dodgers minus 275 favorite, uh, Nationals plus 220 underdog, over-under is at nine, juice towards the under. All right, thank you, sir. Um, Dylan, I'll just let you uh, get into your handicap for this game as well, buddy. What do you got? Uh, So I know the Nationals, they got lucky. They won yesterday 4-1. They beat the Dodgers, but think that's an anomaly i don't think they're gonna win more than that against uh now you got patrick corbin going who 
four and 13 they're they're dying to have someone take his contract off their hands and i don't know i just can't back him uh henny he's all right he's only one and oh um but I actually would lean the over. I think we'll see a lot of games, especially when the Dodgers, they normally, they lack offense in one game. They usually come back and score an abundance of runs. So I, li- I like that. Plus you have a uh, seven mile an hour winds blowing out. So in the daytime in LA, the ball's probably going to be flying. So I think they're going to be able to smack Corbin. So I made my total 9.5. So I do like the over here. Yeah, when I see Patrick Corbin on the mound, I'm almost almost automatically look at the uh, opposing team's team total, whether it's first five innings team total, if you're like bogus off for that, or even full game team total. And I feel like this might be the game where the Dodgers offense does actually break out because we saw on Monday night, wasn't very pretty for them. They had a lot of opportunities against um, the Nationals pitching and Espino on the mound, but they just weren't able to cash in. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, on Tuesday night, but I feel like this is going to be the game where we see the offense show up for the for the L.A. Dodgers. But, uh, Noah, what do you got for this game, Corbin versus Haney? Yeah, tough matchup for Corbin. He's going up against the Dodgers for the eighth-best team against lefties. When it comes to OPS, they have a 761. I'm going to take the Dodgers here. Maybe look run line, maybe look team total like Munaf said. I think it's all Dodgers. I, I, do, I do commend the Nationals for taking game one. And stopping the Dodgers had like an eight game, nine game win streak at home yeah. uh, until the game one of the Nationals. But uh, back to the Dodgers side here. Yeah, I mean, the numbers, I mean, the numbers just are pretty for Patrick Corbin. He's one in seven on the road so far this year, a 7.38 ERA against NL West teams, one in three with a 7.71 ERA. The the Arizona Diamondbacks were able to get to him in his last start on Friday, July 22nd, where they got five earned runs off of five innings off of uh, Patrick Corbin. So uh, again, if the Dodgers offense is going to show up here, I think this might be a spot where they can get seven, eight, nine, ten runs possibly uh, against Patrick Corbin's and the Washington Nationals pitching staff. So um, I think that's the way I'm going to look for this game. Obviously, you're not going to lay that huge money line price. If your book does offer a minus two, sorry, minus two and a half um, on the run line uh, for for this game, you might want to look at that. You probably get some nice plus odds on that. But um, I think that, again, there's no way I'm putting my money behind Patrick Corbin uh, in this situation. All right, guys, let's keep it moving here. On the next game, we have the Houston Astros in Oakland, a 3.37 Eastern Eastern Standard Time start. Uh, Christian Javier on the mound for the Houston Astros. Cole Irvin on the mound for the Oakland A's. Looking at the opening line for this game, the Houston Astros, a heavy road favorite here. Minus 180 on the money line, plus 155 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Total is set at seven and a half with juice towards the under at minus one twenty run line minus one and a half minus one ten for the Houston Astros and same thing for the Oakland A's plus one and a half minus one ten um, on the run line. I will um, I will let you have this one, Noah. What do you got? Lead us off here. The Athletics stole Monday's game, but have lost eight of their last twelve against the Astros. Uh, in this one, Christian Javier goes. He's six and five, three thirteen ERA, one hundred and fifteen strikeouts, thirty four walks, and eighty three point one innings pitched this year. Um, and for Oakland, Cole Irvin, he's been going pretty well lately. He's got a five and seven, five and seven record on the year, three oh eight ERA, seventy strikeouts, twenty walks, and one hundred two point one innings pitched in July. 
He has a 173 ERA, and those are against pretty legit teams too. Two games against the Yankees. I believe he's already faced the Astros in one of those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the under, and personally, I just traded away Javier and fantasy to Malcolm, so I know he's going to make his first start, and he'll throw very well for him. So just take the under in this one. I think this one's a lock. Yeah, uh, Cole Urban, like you mentioned, uh, against the Astros this season, he is one and one, but he has a two point zero four ERA in three starts against them this season. Seventeen and two thirds innings pitched against the Houston Astros. He's only allowed four earned runs in that span to the Houston Astros as well. He uh, uh, two of his last three starts were actually against the Houston Astros for Cole Irvin. Uh, both of those games, he went six innings pitch. He allowed a combined three earned runs in that game. Um, so I think this might be a spot where I do like the under. I agree with you as well, um, uh, Noah, about the total in this game. But, uh, Dylan, what do you got for this game? Uh, Christian Javier versus Cole Irvin. Yeah, no, I love the under. I made my total 6.4. Love the under. Uh, as for the side, I'm, I took the A's. I got them at a plus 170 price. Still mm-hmm. at a plus 158. I still like them. Give me another home puppy. Uh, I think we're just getting great value. We are getting with Irving, who, in my opinion, has been pitching better than Javier. Irving, like you guys said, he's faced Astro three times. He's one and one with a 2.04 ERA against the best team in baseball. And at home, he's even better. 163 ERA. He's only given up 10 runs in 55 innings. I think Cole will have another successful outing against the Astros team. And I think if he's able to limit them, we're going to see like two, three runs, if that. So give me the A's to upset the Astros again. Yeah, quickly I want to point this out, and I I love the under seven and a half like we mentioned, but I think I like the first five under. Uh, it'll probably be at three and a half. If you're able to get a four, that's great. But I kind of want to just read this off to you guys here. So uh, this is going to go back to his first start this season against the Houston Astros, where the Astros lost that game five uh, five to four. The A's, I'm sorry, won that game. In the first five innings, there was a total of one run scored. They, had, they scored eight runs uh, after the fifth inning. Fast forward to his last start, or July 10th start, uh, combined two runs in the first five innings. They scored um, five more after that in a 6-1 victory for the Astros. And in his latest start, they scored one run, to the Astros in the first five innings, and there was five more runs that came after that uh, in that game. So I think that I'm, I'm looking at this uh, a couple of ways where we take a full game, uh, sorry, the first five under, and then possibly if if it's still like one or two runs or score within that first five innings, you probably want to take a look at a, a live over, if that makes sense to you guys, because I, I don't trust the A's bullpen that comes in after Cole Irvin uh, it is pretty this rough. Game. Yeah. Um, you have any thoughts on the on uh, Christian Javier strikeout props here, uh, Noah? No, Oakland's not really one of those <clears throat> teams I like to favor or fade either. They've actually been hitting well and better lately. Uh, in their last three games, I believe they were only averaging six strikeouts a game. They've been doing very well. I don't have that number in front of me, but they are a team that like was strictly in the red that I was not planning on touching with Javier because I did look at them for Luis Garcia today, and I was like, man, that that's actually uh, – they're going pretty well. And they have yeah. a couple of pieces like Murphy and Loriano that are also basically playing to try to land on a better team here at the deadline. 
Yeah, his last start, Javier, uh, or I guess, his, yeah, it was a start for him uh, back on May 31st. Uh, four innings. Javier is a ladder guy for sure. Yeah, he only had four strikeouts in that game against uh, the uh, Oakland A's. So when when he's on, though, he can put up like 10, 11, 12 strikeouts. So like most of the time, when you see this this prop probably opens at like six and a half tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's one that you ladder. You put one unit on six or like. A third of your unit on six and a half, a third on seven and a half, and a third on eight and a half. If they, if he doesn't, if he has like a four strikeout outing on a bad outing, like he's shown that he could be prone to, mm-hmm. you lose one unit. But if he goes yeah. off and has that 10, 11, 12 strikeout outing, and the original prop set at six and a half, sorry, my dog's going nuts in the background, <laughs> but you're, you're hitting plus money on two of those props. I'm going to, yeah, I was going to ask, <laughs> I was also going to ask, and Dylan, if you want to chime in here as well that if we've seen Christian Javier have those games where he's had 10, 11, you know, we've, we've talked about laddering it and I know we've talked about it as well. Do you think there'll probably be value on taking the under on his strikeouts because he hasn't gotten a lot of strikeouts against the A's and that number may come out inflated by the books. If it's like, say a five and a half, a six and a half, would you ladder it the other way and maybe take the under if, if books do offer that? I, I am not the one to ask about the strikeout props. I'm sorry. I, I don't do player props. I have been watching Noah kill it with the player props. But to go back to your original point, I do like how you kind of you kind of changed it where you'll take the first five under, and then once the bullpens come in, you'll hit on the over and live bet it because yeah. I think we could catch a really small number at that point. And I think a prime example is that uh, Dylan was the Sunday night baseball game between the Padres and the Mets, where it was, it was scoreless, I think, at the end of five. And the, the game flew over. Yeah. Uh, I think they ended up scoring 12 runs after that when the bullpen started coming in. So, you know, if you're a live better, I think that's a great opportunity for you to find 100%. that uh, live number, whether it's at, you know, four and a half, five and a half. Because, again, we've seen bullpens blow it up at the end of, of, of games. And I think it's been a prime example, not only is Oakland A's games for Cole Irvin is on the mound, but also the, I think on Sunday night, uh, Sunday, I was about to say Sunday night football. Sunday night baseball is a prime example of that as well. All right, guys, let's keep it moving here. Let me uh, let me tell you about our new Discord server before we get into the new games. I know a lot of us are sweating out bets every single night, late night. I know if you're on the East Coast, you're you're betting on those West Coast games. A perfect place to come and sweat it out. And not only that, but talk about your bets, the next day bets, talk about any sports. Is the SGPN Discord server. And make sure, to, again, to check out the new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And let me also tell you guys about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all the all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN Use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick. Whether you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your, their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
that's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, gentlemen, uh, maybe the pitching matchup of the day here in this NL West matchup. Another afternoon start, 340 Eastern. It's going to be the San Francisco Giants at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Logan Webb on the mound for the Giants and Zach Gallen on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Looking at the opening lines for this game, the San Francisco Giants are a road favorite here. Minus 130 on the money line. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks are a home puppy of plus 110 on the money line. Over under set at eight. A little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 135 on the run line, and then plus one and a half on the minus 155 for the Diamondbacks on the run line here. I will let you lead this one off. Um, actually, I'll lead this one off here between these two pitchers. Um, Logan Webb, uh, he's been a guy that we've talked about a lot where we're backing at home on the run line. It's been an automatic bet, but he's been pretty good this season on the road as well. Overall, the season, 9-3 and three with a 2.77 ERA. He has 103 strikeouts and 32 walks. Last five games, he's been even better. 2-1 record with a one, sorry, with a 1.97 ERA. 32 innings pitch. He's only allowed seven earned runs in that span. Did face the Diamondbacks earlier this season. It was one uh, one start. He went six innings, shut out baseball, only allowed five hits, did have eight strikeouts in that game. And against NL West opponents this season, he's been really good. Uh, two and one record with a 1.77 uh, ERA against those division opponents. And then on the mound, like I mentioned, for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, it's going to be Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen's this season, 5-2 and two with a 3.31 ERA, 96 strikeouts, 28 walks. Last five games, um, he's only had one victory, uh, but his ERA is a little inflated at 4.55, and that may be, or that is because he gave up six earned runs back on June 28th to the San Diego Padres. He also gave up four earned runs to the Colorado Rockies, both of which were home starts uh, for Zach Gallen. But he's coming off an impressive uh, performance in his last start against the Washington Nationals where the Diamondbacks won that game 10-1. to uh, He went seven innings of shutout baseball, only allowed two hits to the Washington Nationals. Um, one start against the Giants this season, six and two-thirds, two earned runs uh, off of uh, four hits. Did have five strikeouts in the game, walked two guys. Everything for me is pointing towards under in this game at under eight. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be a little tough for these two offenses to get to nine runs between the uh, both of these teams where the offenses have been struggling a little bit. Um, but I feel like um, this is a game where I think offense is going to be at a premium with these two pitchers. Like I said, Logan Webb has been really good in this game. Uh, sorry, over his last five starts and throughout the season in Zach Gallen against um, – uh, NL West opponent, especially and against the Giants, has had success at least this season. So I am leading towards under in this game, under eight between the uh, Giants and the Diamondbacks. Dylan, I'll let you go next with your handicap on this game between the Diamondbacks and the Giants. 
Yeah, I 100% agree with you. The number has come down. I was able to grab an eight and a half earlier in the day. The total's eight. I still like the under. I made my total 7.6. Two really good pitchers, like you said, in Logan Webb and Zach Gallen. And the Giants are just in a slump right now, losing five straight coming out of the break, while the Snakes, they've won three of their last four coming out of the All-Star break. D-backs, they're 19-32 and 32 toward the under at home. They have a hitter's ballpark. And with the way the Giants just haven't been able to score – I think we see a lower scoring game. So I'll, like you, I'm going to dive under here. I, I I just think we see a low scoring game. Yeah, I want to uh, chime in with this as well. Uh, going back to the last season, uh, Zach Gallen has made five appearances against the Giants. 0-3 with a 6.65 ERA. He's allowed at least two earned runs in every single one of the starts. He's allowed at least three earned runs and four out of those five starts to the Giants. So maybe a first five uh, money line uh, for the Giants as well uh, with Logan Webb there. But Noah, what do you got for this game, man? Uh, Giants versus Diamondbacks. Big Webb guy. Uh, he's one of my favorite pitchers to watch right now uh, just because of the way he, he can make the ball dance. And I'm not going to repeat most of what you guys said. I like the unders in this game. Both teams not hitting the best right now. You know, the Giants, they're slumping. D-backs haven't had a good lineup for most of the year. I think the under is pretty safe, but I, I I like the Giants as well. And first five, if that's an angle for you, go ahead and take it. I, I, I'm just not going to fade Logan Webb in this spot against the Diamondbacks here. Yeah, Logan Webb, uh, four appearances against the Diamondbacks since the 2019 season. He's gone 23 innings. Uh, he's only given up three earned runs in that span. He's a perfect 3-0 and against the Diamondbacks with a 1.17 ERA uh, against the uh, Diamondbacks in his career. So I, I feel like I am leaning towards the under. Uh, and then I also do I like uh, the Giants looking at the numbers and the, and the handicap that all of us just gave here uh, for the Giants and the Diamondbacks game. All right, guys, let's keep it moving here. An NL, uh, AL West matchup. Uh, last early start, it's going to be a 340 Eastern start between the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners. John Gray on the mound for the Texas Rangers. Marco Gonzalez, left-handed pitcher for the Mariners, on the mound uh, for uh, his team. I am looking at the opening line for this game, and I do not see one. Dylan, do you see a line for this game between uh, the Rangers and the Mariners? Yeah, literally just popped up. Uh, we got a pick em price, minus 108 both ways. Over under is at 8, minus 110 both ways. Uh, but like we always say, it's weird. Texas is actually minus 1.5 at plus 150. Seattle plus 1.5 is minus 182. All right, and why don't you just uh, lead off and uh, give us your handicap for this game. Yeah, there's no way I could back the Rangers here. I'm going to take Marco Gonzalez here. They uh, they snapped their losing streak yesterday, got a nice win. I think that was the only one I was able to get yesterday with the Mariners. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just, I haven't really dove into it. I haven't made my lines yet because I didn't really know what was going on with the yeah. with the pitchers. So, uh, just quick glance, I'm probably going to take the Mariners here at home. I, I just can't back the Rangers here on the road who they're 21 and 26. I don't like them on the road. I know John Grace, he's having a decent year. He's, what, 7 and 4. So, I, I think he's good. Maybe we see another low-scoring game, but I like the Mariners here at home. Yeah, John Gray, uh, it's crazy to see how many amount of starts that he's had on the road so far this season. Another road start here for him in Seattle. It's crazy that he's a perfect 4-0 at home with a 2.93 ERA. He has about 31 innings under his belt at home, but on the road it's nearly double. Um, where he's had 12 starts on the road this year, he's 3-4 with 3.74 ERA. 
Um, allowed about 27 earned runs and about 65 innings pitched on the road uh, this season. He did have a start against this Mariners team uh, earlier this season. Um, he did give up four earned runs in that game in five innings pitched. He gave up two home runs and only allowed three hits, but two of three were um, home runs, like I said. But uh, Noah, what do you got for this game? Mariners and uh, the uh, Texas Rangers here, if you have anything. Uh, I just really like the way that the Mariners have been going lately. So Gray on the road, like we've mentioned, it's it's weird because he's been going really well lately. Um, but this seems to be somewhat of a kryptonite for him, not pitching inside Globe Life Field or Globe Life Park, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, big park over there. Uh, man, I... I've been tailing the Mar- uh, the Mariners lately during this stretch, and I don't think I'm wanting to stray away from it right now, even though Gray has been pitching well. So give me the Mariners, I guess. I'll take them. Yeah, these two teams had a series, uh, I believe it was last week or, or right after the All-Star break. Uh, I'm sorry, not at, right after the All-Star. Or, yeah, it was right before the All-Star break. Um, and Marco Gonzalez in that game, he did get lit up by this Texas Rangers team. Um he went six innings, allowed 11 hits in that game, gave up five earned runs, but the offense really carried the Mariners in that game. They got the victory 6-5. to five. Uh, I'm looking at the numbers deeper here. Marco Gonzalez has, has struggled over his last five games uh, for the Mariners, so this might be a game where we might see some runs being scored um, in this contest. So I'm kind of leading towards the over in this game as well uh, between Marco Gonzalez and uh, John Gray. I like that pick. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get over to the evening slate here. Five games left on the schedule. 640 Eastern start. Miami Marlins in Cincinnati to take on the Reds. Braxton Garrett on the mound for the Miami Marlins. And possibly the last start in a Reds uniform for Luis Castillo of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, opening lines for this game. The Reds are a minus 150 favorite behind Luis Castillo. Plus 130 on the money line for the Miami Marlins. Over-under set at 8 with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5, plus 120 for the Cincinnati Reds, and plus 1.5, minus 140 for the Miami Marlins. Um, Noah, I will let you lead this one off, buddy. Yeah, the Reds, they're 9-4 and four in their last 13 games, playing very well lately, and Luis Castillo is vying to be traded here soon. This is his last tryout, like you mentioned, before the tra- uh, trade deadline here. He's 3-4 and four on the year with a 277 ERA, 82 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 78 innings pitched. He has an ERA in July of 0.97. That's wow. exactly what you want to be doing if you're wanting to get out of, out of Cincinnati. And uh, for Miami, it's Braxton Garrett. He's 2-3 and three with a 342 ERA, 47 strikeouts, 11 walks, and 47.1 innings pitched. He has been dealing lately. And his last two starts, he has 7 and 11 strikeouts, both of them against Pittsburgh. But two very good outings there. He looks promising. Uh, we got to see what he can do against a better offense. But Cincinnati's not really one of those. So uh, Braxton Garrett, Luis Castillo, I like the uh, under here with both offenses not really being premier. Uh, so this is another one that I feel really good about. Luis Castillo, uh, I know you talked about how great he has been, but it's crazy to see that over his last four starts, he's only allowed three earned runs, and he hasn't allowed more than one earned run um, in any of those uh, starts over his last four starts. He's gone at least seven innings and three straight starts for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, and if you're if you're a, a prop better, and if your book offers outs issued, Maybe that might be a look here for Luis Castillo. And like you know, Noah said, this might be a tryout here for Luis Castillo. 
before he is moved, depending on where uh, he ends up, whether it's with, uh, I'm surprised Dylan's not, you know, telling us to making his way over here. I feel like, yeah, he might end up with the Yankees. From what I've been reading, oh, I think that no. yeah, he might end up with the Yankees. Hey, the one time you don't wave your hand, it's uh, he's going to the No, I'd rather, I'd rather him come to Flushings, but... I, you know what I really hope? I've been listening to a lot of ESPN radio, and they say the Astros are in for Castillo as well, and that would be the best if they could just steal him from the Yankees. That, that would be the best. I would love to see that. I feel like the Astros need more of an outfielder than they do more pitching. I was Their thinking of Loriano if Oakland was willing to deal him in division. Yeah. What I about mean, Ben Attendee? I know Ben Attendee's been linked towards the Yankees, but I don't. I don't know. I think I feel like they prefer a pitcher, a starting rotation guy like Castillo versus probably an outfielder because the, the after Garrett Cole, Jamison Tyone, like the health is a question for the Yankees, right? I, I like that rotation. It's not. It hasn't been very stable for them. Like I think it's, it's going to be Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, and you have a whole bunch of question marks after that. I know that the Montgomery, Tyone, and and uh, you know uh, eventually when Severino comes back, I feel like they could use another arm in that in that rotation um, for the Yankees. But who would have uh, thought August? We're saying it's Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez, and there's a bunch of question marks. Just crazy. After that, right? Yeah, it is crazy to see. Um, Dylan, what do you got for this game? Reds yeah, so, and uh, Marlins. Yeah, so I took the Reds here, but the price increased by at least 15%. I grabbed the opening line at Reds minus 135, and that was the most I was willing to lay. So at minus 150 right now, I'm not going to touch it. I, I do see value in Miami right now with how uh, Garrett has been pitching. But like Noah said, this is probably his last start with them, and this is a trial for him, and I think he will be on the move. He wants to perform at a high level, which he has. I just think this is a great spot for him. The Reds have been playing really good baseball coming out of the break, and the Marlins just haven't. So I'm going to take Luis Castillo in his last game as a Red. Yeah, I agree. I'll keep it simple. I do like Luis Castillo here as well uh, in his last, possibly, or yeah, for sure his last started with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, all right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be uh, the series that we've been kind of hyping up here. It's going to be the Subway Series, the Yankees and the Mets. It's going to be on the four-letter network, a 7 o'clock Eastern start. Domingo Hermine on the mound for the New York Yankees and Mad Max, Max Scherzer on the mound for the New York Yankees. I know we didn't mention this, but uh, Stanton is going to be on the 10-day IL for the New York Yankees. With it. I believe it's an ankle, uh, not an ankle, Achilles, um, I guess, soreness for uh, Stanton. Um, but Four-letter network? They're showing this one on HGTV? Yeah, HDTV. Make sure you make sure you get on that uh, HDTV. I do not see a line for this game just yet. Uh, Dylan, do you see one? No, I don't, but I could tell you what I made the game. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I made the Mets, no surprise, a minus 140 favorite. Yeah, minus, minus, it's Mad Max. It's Mad look Max. How, come on. Look how Herman Marquez, uh, not Herman Marquez, uh, Domingo. Um, Domingo Mar, uh, yeah, <laughs> Domingo Herman. <laughs> Domingo Herman. Look how he came back. He, he has a 15 ERA. He looks awful. And now coming into enemy territory doesn't look good. Uh, for the total, I made it 7.4. So I think we see a lower scoring game. I just think Mad Max, he's locked in. As soon as he came back, I, I think he's going to dominate the Yankees. I think he's going to 
do the over strikeouts as well for him. I think this is going to be a personal game for him, and I think the Mets sweep him in Flushings tonight and tomorrow. So I'm taking the Mets, depending on what the line opens up. Yeah, I mean, like this is going to be the spot. Like, the, if there's an ultimate get-up spot for Max Scherzer. Like, like this is it, right? You're going yeah. up against one of the best teams in uh, baseball right now, uh, in the New York Mets. Uh, they're going to be missing Stan. They like they do strike out a lot, and I believe Noah can correct me if I'm wrong um, about you know team strikeout percentage for the New York Yankees. I believe they're probably middle of the pack, but they, they still do strike out. And again, if you get a seven and a half number for Max Scherzer, I'm guessing that's probably wouldn't come out at. Yeah, I would go with the over in this game, but you're you're right, uh, Dylan. That you know, Mad Max since he has returned, he's looked really good for the uh, New York Mets pitching staff since he's come back from that injury. Uh, six and two on the season, two point two eight ERA. I'm sorry, last five games, two and one with a one point seven four ERA. So he's just he's been dealing. You know, there's no better way to put it. Um, it's just a question of if the bats are going to show up for him. And again, going up against Herman here, who's been, who came back and just got blitzed by, I believe it was the Houston Astros. Um, I think that there may be value on the minus one and a half run line here as well for the uh, New York Mets. You may be able to get a nice plus price on that, but Noah, you have anything for this game? So the Yankees are 15th in strikeout rate. Um, striking out just under eight and a half times per game, which is honestly not bad if you're looking for a strikeout prop. I don't know. I don't have his stats in front of me, how he's been doing lately, but Scherzer, he's he's a strikeout machine. Um, if it's set at seven and a half, go ahead and take that over. I really think that it should be set higher. Um, I'm trying desperately to find an angle to play the Yankees against oh, you're the Dylan's worst. Mets. You're the, worst. <laughs> the angle that I found is the angle that I found is they're four and three this year as underdogs. I still don't think that's good enough. I think yeah. Scherzer's going to go out there and shove. Yeah, I mean Scherzer has gone over seven and a half strikeouts in four straight games. He had eleven against the Reds, nine against the Braves, eleven against the Cubs, and he had eight. <laughs> Uh, against the San Diego Padres. So if that number does come uh, seven and a half, I I, I think I'm going to be on that over for sure. Uh, yeah, with and Max that Scherzer. seems like a ladder as well if that's seven and a half because seven and a half is going to be coming out at like minus 180, minus 170, minus yeah. 160. Go ahead and take that eight and a half, nine and a half if he's hitting 10 strikeouts in his last three starts. Yep. All right, guys, uh, three games left on the schedule here. AL East battle in the next game here, 705 Eastern Star, Tampa Bay Rays at Baltimore. Take on the Orioles, Drew Rasmussen on the mound for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, Tyler Wells on the mound for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Looking at the opening line for this game, minus 125 as a road favorite here for the Tampa Bay Rays. Baltimore Orioles are a home puppy, small home puppy, a plus 105 um, on the money line. Over under set at eight with juice towards the over at minus 120. Uh, Run line plus one and a half, minus 165 for the uh, Baltimore Orioles and minus one and a half, plus 140. For the Tampa Bay Rays, um, Dylan, I will let you lead this one off, buddy. Yeah, give me the home puppy, uh, Orioles. Again, I got to stop fading them when they're home. I, I've been doing it for a while, and I don't know why. They're 27 and 19 straight up, and against the spread, they're even better. 34 and 12, the best in the league. They won last night, and I like Tyler Wells. I, I know he's 0 2 against the Rays this season, but. He hasn't pitched all that bad. I think he'll be able to give us a strong outing. And the Orioles, 
their bullpen fourth in the league going into last night's game. So you got to believe if they have the lead or if it's a close one, they'll they'll be able to keep this game close or keep the lead. So I got to start believing in this team like Malcolm does. So give me the Orioles here. Yeah, two starts so far, like you mentioned, against uh, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. But um, the one start was back on May 20th. We went four and two thirds inning. Did Tyler Wells gave up three earned runs in that game, but the offense was able to carry them, and then they they lost uh, back on July fifteenth, about a, you know about eleven days ago. Here, um, another Friday start for him. Five and two thirds gave up three earned runs in that game as well, but uh, they lost that game five to four. So, um, I I'm, I'm going to lean with the Orioles here as well. I think that I was on them last night. They they cashed uh, fairly easily against the Rays. Rays are dealing with a lot of injuries in their lineup as well, right? They've lost, I mean, I believe Kevin Kiermaier for the year. Wander Franco, I believe, have, has been out for about you know several weeks now. We don't know when he's going to be back for the um, for the Tampa Bay Rays. So just that that lineup isn't their A lineup right now. And I feel like you know Baltimore at home. You said the numbers there, Dylan, against the run line. They've been absolutely fantastic um, uh, on their home field. But Noah, you have anything for this game for the Orioles and the Rays here? No, I I think I'm going with the Orioles here as well. I've actually been tailing the Orioles at home here lately. Love it. Um, I think the question that I'm willing to bring up here is, do you think the Orioles are going to be buyers or sellers here at the deadline? Because Jorge Lopez, their closer, is a very enticing piece. I kind of want to see where they are in the standing as far as a wild card position. Um, They're, I believe, a game and a half behind your Red Sox, who are kind of just blowing it here. Yeah, and again... Two teams that are going in opposite directions. Um, let me pull up the standings here. Yeah, they're th- three and a half games out of a huh, like because the guys that I'm hearing are um, Trey, Mancini Trey Mancini as well, yeah. and Jorge Lopez is enticing. Um, I, there's, I don't know if they're willing to get rid of Malcastle yet. He's still kind of young and in, in that contract, but they're a very enticing team. Oh, do you have any thoughts on this? I'm going to try to pull up their remaining strengths. Yeah, I, I just, him waving. Yeah, his do, you, do, do you know who they're linked to, Noah? I want to ask you a question. The Orioles and the Mets? No, no. Trey Mancini. He's linked to the Mets. <laughs> Who's not linked to the Mets? I feel like the Mets are like the Lakers now, where like yeah. everybody is linked towards the I like, love it. Linked to the Mets. I love it because. You know, my whole my whole life growing up, these Yankee fans in New York and New Jersey, oh, we're, we're going to go out and spend all the money. And now since the tables have turned and we actually have an owner who's going out and spending the money, all oh, the Yankee fans are crying. Oh, they're there's they're spending money. They have an owner. You're the you're the Yankees. Like you should be the last people to complain. So <laughs> let, let let me have a year of just. Have having the glory and wanting everyone, but I do think going to your question, I do think Trey Mancini, I do think they're going to be sellers. I just think this is just a stretch that they're on right now, and I do yeah. think they're going to regress a little bit. Um, do you want to know who the Tigers are linked to? Linked to? No, one. Daniel Norris just signed him to a minor league deal. Let's go, baby. Who? <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Norris. Baltimore <laughs> Orioles have a knife. with us too, and just no. Yeah, I feel like he was like with the Tigers, wasn't he? Like, like for five years. Yeah. yeah. 
we traded um, we traded somebody to like uh seattle it was like we acquired him and maybe a doug fister deal or something yeah. <laughs> doug fister <laughs> orioles have the ninth uh toughest remaining schedule in their entire mlb they have seven games against the astros they have 15 against the toronto blue jays and they have 11 Tough. remaining against the red sox so um i mean red sox aren't doing very well right now like we mentioned but again when you have 22 games left against the blue jays and the astros that might be tough sledding for a team uh like the baltimore orioles so it'll be interesting to see i mean definitely if you're an orioles fan you're definitely excited right now because they are actually playing well and are they weren't expected to be here at this point of the season but um I, I know. I feel like this this is a team that you maybe want to hang on to for another season and and build around those guys. But are the Orioles happens. this or are the Orioles last year's Tigers? No, I think they're better. Better, way better. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, let's get over to the last two games of the nice uh, night. I'm sorry. Um, let's go with the St. Louis Cardinals in Toronto to take on the Blue Jays 707 Eastern start pitching matchup number two of the night, possibly here, Adam Wainwright and Kevin Gossman on the mound for their respective clubs here. Looking at the lines for this game, um, a heavy favorite here for the Toronto Blue Jays minus 215 on the money line plus 185 for the St. Louis Cardinals over under set at eight uh, run line minus one and a half minus 105 for the Toronto Blue Jays and plus one and a half minus 115 for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, uh, no, I'll let you leave this one off, buddy. What's your handicap for this game? My handicap is I, I think this one is, uh, again, valuable on the money line. Taking St. Louis, um, yes, they're without Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, but this line should not be where it's at. Um, this is a much better team, and they have their ace going on the mountain, Adam Wainwright. I think this is a spot that you can't pass up. You're getting tons of value with Wainwright on the mound against uh, Toronto. And – I, I said this on yesterday's podcast. They they lost two or three with the Royals missing ten guys before the All Star break. This is a team that could be prone to lose in this game. Like I I've had some success doing this. I, I did it in yesterday's podcast. I'm gonna do it today's podcast, just sticking with my gut. Um a half unit onto it. And if you hit on one of these two games, if the Cardinals can steal it, uh you're making a good profit. So that's where I'm going with this game again. Dylan, what do you got for this game? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday, like Noah said, with the Cardinals m- missing their two best players out of the fold. Uh, but Noah made a good point in the fact that when the Royals were missing 10 players, they were able to steal a game or two from the Blue Jays. And the Cardinals, they might have a chance. I do think they are very uh, – I do think the Blue Jays are overpriced. I only made the Blue Jays a minus 190 favorite. So over $2, I do think that's a little absurd. But – when the Blue Jays, when they lost against the Royals, that's when the Blue Jays were struggling. Now I think it's a different Blue Jay team. They're red hot. I think the Cardinals missing their two best players are a bigger deal than most people are making it out to be. So I was able to grab a plus 120 on the run line. Any sort of plus price on the run line, I'll take. So give me the Blue Jays on the uh, at home, excuse me, minus one and a half. Yeah, Kevin Gossman, um, since 2019, has about, uh, let's see here, six appearances. Uh, let me just filter this down to 2021 because it's more recent and the lineups are, you know, fairly are the same. He's one in one, but his ERA is 1.38 against the St. Louis Cardinals in that span. He allowed two earned runs when he was with the Giants last season. Um, and then this season, they actually did face each other. Uh, Gossman had a start against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals where he did go six shutout innings, only allowed four hits in that game, eight strikeouts. 
And I want to see if he gave up hits to um, Arenado and Goldschmidt in that game. Goldschmidt had two of the four hits were by Cole, uh, by sorry, by uh, Paul Goldschmidt um, against uh, Kevin Gossman's here. So I agree with Dylan here. I like the run line here. I think this might be a lower scoring game. Um, so I like the under in this game as well. But my my bet for this game will be an agreement with. Um, with Dylan there on the run line, minus one and a half, minus 105 for the Toronto Blue Jays. All right, boys, last game of the night, uh, Cleveland Guardians in uh, Boston in Fenway Park to take on the Red Sox. 7-10 Eastern start. Uh, Cal Quintrell on the mound for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Nathan Avaldi on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm seeing a minus 130 price for the Boston Red Sox as a home favorite, plus 110 on the money line for the Cleveland Guardians. I'm sorry. Over under set at nine with juice towards the uh, over at minus one fifteen. Run line minus one and a half plus one forty for the Boston Red Sox, plus one and a half minus one sixty five on the money. Uh, sorry, run line for the um, Cleveland Guardians. Dylan, I will let you lead this one off for the last game of the night. Yeah, the Red Sox, they finally won a game last night to snap their losing streak. Uh, I'm not going to take a side in this one, but I will attack the total. I like the under nine. I made my total 8.2. Two, two good pitchers on the mound with Ivaldi and my boy Cal Quantra. I'm a little higher than most on Quantra. But he's been able to win his last three starts. And the last time against the Red Sox, he only gave up two runs in five innings. Now, with Eovaldi, you got to think he's going to bounce back after giving up nine runs and two innings in that football game last week. So I, I trust he'll be locked in and determined to give not to give up that many runs this time out. So I think we, we see an underscoring game. So I'm going to go under nine. And I do have a question for you, Moonoff. So oh. J.D. has been linked to the Mets, no surprise. Um, do you think he do you think he's dealt? I feel like he's going to leave at leave at the end of this year. So if you're able to get something for him and if you don't have commitment for him beyond this year, I think that, yeah, I think you're going to have to let him go because you're going to have to pay money to Devers and Alexander Bogarts if they do decide to resign those guys. Um, you know, JD, he, he just really does just play the DH position. I think that he'll yeah. be a great fit with the New York Mets that, you know, gives him another bat. Um, that they, I think they kind of do need another power bat in that lineup. And I think JD 100%. would, you know, fill that void or fill that void very nicely for the New York Mets. But, um, yeah, I think that there's a possibility because I don't, this team is not equipped right now to make a playoff run, especially being without their ace, who's probably going to be gone for the season. I mean, even if he is back, I just don't think there's enough on this roster for them to make a serious world, world series, uh, run. I know they won a series last year. Um, against I think it was the Rays, but then I think they eventually lost to the Astros. Um, they, they they're just not they're not in the category of the Yankees and of the Astros right now because those two teams are the like they're they're the upper echelon of the American League right now. So I would not be surprised if he does get dealt, whether it's the Mets or if it is another team. But uh, to the game, I agree with you. I like the under in this game as well. As uh, to Astros, the Red Sox just have a B lineup on there right now. Devers is on the IL. JD Martinez is back in the lineup, I believe, on Tuesday night. But after after that number three spot, whether it's Xander and JD, it's it's not a very good lineup. We saw last night they put up three runs. They were able to do it behind a pitching performance by Nick Pavetta. I'm very surprised that the uh, bullpen did give it up for them. But I do like the under nine in this game as well between these two uh, pitchers and in this game. Noah, what's your uh, handicap for this game? So the designated hitter is new in the National League. Do the New York Mets know that you can only have one? 
they just went out and got Daniel Vogelbach. Yeah, but who would you rather have, JD or him? JD. You can't have JD. two. No, you but we'll, we'll sit him. We'll sit him. <laughs> so what was the point of going out and getting him? <laughs> just in case. We could always oh use a lefty. Oh, man. Depending on the pitcher we're going to verse. They have so much money, they don't know what to uh, do with I it. I think you're know? just mad that the Mets have a lot of money and the Tigers are trying to sell their team right now. So the Tigers do have quite a bit of money. We just choose not to spend. But uh, I'm on the under <laughs> with you guys in this game as well. Give me, uh, give me, give me these under in these two, uh, two teams. And honestly... Boston has had Cleveland's number lately. They've won yeah. seven of the last eight. So maybe a Boston money line. Maybe they can get the ship turned around and not trade Jumbo Dongs to the Mets here. I, w- I would hate to see him. In you just season. don't want to see the Mets shine. That's what it is. It's all right. It's all right. I hate the I- Yankees more. I just want you to know that. All right, good. At least we share that. I just hate that you're turning into the Yankees and you're, like, trying to do <laughs> that. <laughs> I want to say that I might need to fact check this, but I the uh, the Red Sox I believe are forty eight games above five hundred teams outside of the division. They are twelve. Yeah, you guys have a terrible record in division. Yeah, they're twelve and twenty nine <laughs> in the AL East <laughs> this season, and I think that a large part of that is due against the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees as well. So, um, yeah, not doing very good in the division here. They're nineteen and seven against the AL West, thirteen and seven in the Central Division. But other than that, it hasn't been very pretty for the Red Sox. All right, guys. Before we get into our lock and dog to close out the show here, let me tell you guys about Dave. Um, Dave is not the uh, channel or the British channel that um, Malcolm was telling you guys about. No, it's an app where, again, let's be honest, guys. We've been in a situation where we've been a little short on cash, you know, whether we need it for medical bills, whether we need a car repair, or maybe as simple as filling up the gas tank, especially in you know, the economy today. Dave is pretty much a banking app that can get you up to $500 instantly with extra cash and you can finally tackle those expenses that you have been stressing out about without any hangups. There's no interest. There's no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief and they, they need it with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, like I mentioned, and you need some extra help because we all do sometimes download the Dave and think of it as a helping hand from the future for you. All you have to do is download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D A V E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. All right, boys. It's that time. Lock and dog for the Wednesday schedule in the major leagues. Uh, Noah, I will let you lead it off, buddy. What is your lock and dog for the Wednesday games? Thanks, Moonoff. Uh, my lock, it's going to be the under 7.5 in Houston, Oakland. Javier Irvin, both in great, great form right now. Um, and first five might actually be the lock tomorrow for the graphic, but <clears throat> for the sake of today's podcast, we're going to hope that the Oakland bullpen does not blow this thing up. And for the dog, I feel like, Dylan's going to go with Baltimore, so I won't take that away from him. I like the Cardinals plus 185 in Toronto in the Rogers Center just because Johnny Junta has been in my DMs this whole podcast distracting me, <laughs> saying that I should come over to uh, Comerica Park tonight when 
I'm podcasting with you guys. And that was the that was the tough decision that I had to make. He's over there seeing his buddy uh, Joe Musgrove pitch tonight. Yeah. Um, so I, I would, again, love to see that, but just wasn't in the cards, and I'd rather pod with you guys for tomorrow's slate. Uh, team player is Noah. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah. Um, we 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 rather have Noah on the pod giving out useful information than watching the lowly Tigers. Yes, uh, you, sorry, yes. My man. If they were if they were good, if they were a division lead or, or you know in contention, I believe Noah would have been out there with you. But it might have uh, been like a, a a chain pull, like yeah, hook line and sinker. But yeah, but since they aren't very good, uh, you're gonna have to be on their uh, on your own, there, buddy. <laughs> uh, Dylan, lock and dog for the night. What do you got? Like Malcolm says, Noah, you are a company man. I appreciate that. Uh, for my lock, I'm going to go under in the Giants D-backs, under eight and a half. You got two good pitchers in Logan Webb and Zach Gallen. So uh, D-backs, like I said, 19 and 32 towards the under at home. That's a hitter's ballpark. So I think we see a lower scoring game. As my dog, I was going to go with the Orioles. I circled them, but I made a I made a, um Made a switch on the fly. I'm going to go A's on the money line full game, plus Ooh. 170. Yeah, I'm just going to fade Christian Javier. I like Irving. For the graphic, probably I'll probably go first five money line or first five plus a half, depending on what we get. But I just think you can't fade Irving here at home. 163 ERA. He's only given up 10 runs this whole year. So he's had success against this Astro team. So maybe maybe that's, uh, maybe that's the Astros are found one, one uh, pitcher that, they just can't hit. So I'm going to take that A's here at home. All right. Um, for my lock and dog, and I'm just trying to see if the Astros may be looking ahead to who they're playing next. Oh, they go back to Seattle. Well, they have Seattle coming to town. All right. Um, they're, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For my lock, I have a couple of ones that I do like here. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the Padres money line minus 130 against the Detroit Tigers. I feel like that this is a very a discounted price here, short price here with Hugh Darvish on the mound. And, you know, he's been good recently. I know we've talked about fading him on the road, but, you know, I feel like he's found some form here. And uh, Tark School, we talked about he's been struggling a little bit uh, or not a little bit, but he has been struggling this season. Um, so I think that that price at minus 130, I'm going to take the Padres on the money line as my lock. For my dog, um, there was a run line that I did like. Uh, let me see here. Let's go with – actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the Phillies money line, plus 130 with Kyle Gibson on the mound. Um, I don't think that Charlie Morton should be a fifty favorite here. Um Kyle Gibson at home. I think that, you know, Atlanta Braves with Charlie Morton, he's been struggling, like I talked about it over the last five games and on the road here uh, going into um, Philadelphia or being in Philadelphia with Kyle Gibson at plus money. I do like that home puppy there um, with Gibson on the mound. Just going to fade Charlie Morton here. So give me the Philadelphia Phillies money line plus 130 against the Atlanta Braves. Gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, a little longer than usual. I feel like we give out some good nuggets there. I know we're talking a lot about trade deadlines and guys being dealt, but uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks here as we kind of approach the trade deadline. But you have guys, anything else you want to get off your chest here, Noah, before we get out of here? No, I just wish I was there with Johnny. I really do. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be fun. Get your popcorn ready. I'll be, I'll be 
hopefully getting a couple of videos from Johnny from it's in sections like 101 to 106. He said he's going to get some video because the broadcast isn't going to show that stuff, uh, the TV yeah. stuff. So um, Johnny's going to be at a gold mine tonight. That's for sure. There we go. I'm sure there'll be videos on his Twitter uh, Twitter account as well. He's already doing it. He's already oh, blasting yes. me. Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah, see? He added you. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't checked my phone yet. I'll check it when we get out of here. Uh, Dylan, anything else, my man, before we get out of here? No, uh, just going to enjoy the game tomorrow. Mad Max, probably going to see uh, greatness. Uh, hopefully we see uh, another star or two come over to Flushings. But another day in New York. We had him before and longer than you. I just want you to know that. But it's good okay. luck. Yeah, I hope you enjoy your toy. Yeah, I quickly wanted to shout out um, a review that we did get a five star review from one Ooh. of our fans. Uh, it goes by uh, FN Tool, uh, <laughs> is the person that left us the review. But I think even more funny is the actual review that they left titled it Daily Dose and it gave us a five star review. So thank you so much for that. But the review says SGP in its top shelf. This, this show highlights every game on the MLB slate running down the pitcher matchups and trends, enough information to tell or fade. Uh, every once in a while, BBC comes up as well <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> so, um, that did come up at the beginning of the pod. Yeah, so I um, want to shout out our listeners so for uh, leaving us a review. So if you do leave us a rating and a review, I will definitely make sure that uh, between whoever's hosting, we will shout you guys out. So if you haven't already, please do us a favor, leave us a rating and a review. Uh, hopefully it's a good one for the, the sake of the show to help us grow and things like that. But that's going to be it, gentlemen. Uh, you can follow um, myself on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Follow Dylan uh, Rock with 2Ks24 on Twitter as well. And you can follow Noah77. That's 70 spelled out in the letters. Uh, 7, the number NB for his initials. And also definitely make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch us live every single day. You can also watch the playback as well if you've missed it. But also uh, follow us on Twitter as well at MLB SGP and Noah's doing an absolutely incredible job this season with our Twitter account. No, you have anything else to add there? Nope. Just maybe some videos from Johnny tonight. Yeah, that'll probably, yeah, you got to put those on the, uh, on our Twitter feed uh, and see what he's up to, but shout out to Johnny. Great friend of the show. Hopefully we get him on back here soon. All right, guys, good luck with your bets. Like I said, we'll be back here tomorrow. Same time as usual between uh, some form or fashion between the four of us. Good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride.